2: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on
1: television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And
2: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Beyond the Beauty is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Bobby Brown. I had no idea what was being a mom. You know, I had these like visions of, you know, being this woman that kind of walks down the street in her tight little jeans with her, with a blowout and looking, you know, all amazing with your baby in the carriage. And that was not me. (laughs) That was not me. I, you know, days where I was, got to be home because I was able to work at home a couple days a week. I never had a blowout, I didn't look all put together, but I really wanted to make sure that I went to the park with the kids. But I'll be honest, I was probably on the phone doing an interview with an editor while my kids were at the park. When I was in the frozen food department, I was probably on the phone with an overseas editor doing the same thing. So I somehow managed to do a lot of things at once. I didn't freak about it. You know, if I ever did freak, I had my husband to kind of say, you're okay. But I think that one of the great things that women have over, over men is women have figured out how to do a lot of things at once. We are, you know, a very different breed. I even watch my brilliant children and handsome husband, who are all males, one thing at a time, and they are focused. I can do 15 things at a time. I am shocked that I have these three... Amazing adult children. And you know, I'm amazed at their accomplishments. They're so different. They all have a different part of me. And really, my best moments, we celebrate all of our birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day. I'll never forget when I was flying to California for my son's graduation. He graduated from Stanford. I call my dad, Dad, I'm flying first class to my son's graduation at Stanford. Like, if you would have told me that when I was a kid, I wouldn't have believed it. So my kids know me more than anyone, and they do not take things I do, you know, uh, easily. And they are judgmental of me. You know, they're the first ones to say, mom, are you a little full of yourself? Mom, this, mom, this. When we get together and we're all, you know, having some wine or cocktails, they love laughing at me, and, you know, it's it's kind of sport. I'm the only girl. I wanted to talk to my kids on the podcast because I thought they might have, like, a little bit behind-the-scenes look into, you know, who I am as a mom, what it was like. And it's, you know, it's not a conversation you usually have. Now it's like, how's your day? What's going on? You know, when are you leaving town? What? When am I going to see you? When are you going to clean your room? But so it's kind of interesting and nice when you just kind of stop and ask these questions and the boys are all really different and I honestly cannot explain that there is not one favorite. Like, they are all my favorites in different ways and they just, you know, they just make my heart so happy. My oldest, Dylan, was born uh, when I was... Really starting my business and still a working makeup artist. I have pictures of him as a baby being held at one week old from models because I brought him to a fashion show. A week old baby. I don't know what I was thinking. But my oldest son has always amazed me. I never had to say, Dylan, do your homework. Dylan, Did you do your studying for Hebrew school? Literally, he woke up the day of his bar mitzvah, put a suit on, and stood up there like he was a rabbi. He knew exactly what to do. Dylan knew where he wanted to go to college. He applied to Stanford. He got into Stanford. Out of all of my kids, probably the least outwardly showing emotion, but brilliant, kind, caring, and nice, and just a good boy. If you think about me as a mom when you were a little kid, what do you remember?
4: Um, I will say every time I eat, I sit down for a meal. Uh, There must be protein on my plate and vegetables. Um, It's really frustrating. It's the first thing I immediately (laughs) think of. Um, You as a mother, same reason. Anytime I get in a car, immediately I put on a seatbelt. Um, there's very few things that, you know, prevent me from doing that because you nagged me so many times, and it was very
3: annoying as a child. So what's the coolest thing about having me as a mom?
4: There's often a lot of surprises, um, you know, that you'll be able to bring in, whether it's, uh, you know, I was at work one day, and I'm getting a phone call from your phone, and you knew I was in a meeting, and I I thought it must be important, so I answered, um, and it was actually Amelia Clark on the phone.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: it was, you know, <laughs> after season one of Game of Thrones, and I was a big fan, I read the books, <laughs> um, and I answered, I was like, This isn't my mother. Who is this? Um, And I was in the middle of a meeting, and I was like, Oh, hi, thank you for calling. Um, Can I call you back? Uh, I wish it probably went to voicemail instead so I could have saved it, but, uh, you know, still nice surprises along the way.
3: Was I like other moms?
4: Like Yeah, was, I, I think you were like other moms. You know, I do remember, you know, whether it was like kinder kickers, you know, soccer when I was five or six years old, you bringing orange slices and other things to games. I do remember, um, given that you've always been health conscious, we often got fruit roll-ups and other types of things from other moms and Capri Suns. And uh, whenever it was your turn to actually bring snacks to the soccer games, we always ended up with orange slices and water.
3: I was voted the worst snack mom, and I took that happily. Yeah. But now you're a health guy. You're a foodie.
4: I'm a foodie. I don't know if that means I'm a health
3: guy. Well, you don't like junk food. I don't see you eating processed, bad food. I like food food. that
4: tastes good. I like food that, you know, has some meaning behind it and Mm -hmm. effort behind it.
3: You're definitely the most sophisticated out of all the children. Cody, a.k.a. Dakota, is Bam Bam. Just this rough, tumble kid who had white hair he was a, I, my two oldest were toeheads it was very strange but Cody had white hair sticking up he always went to the beat of his own drummer he was this really intensely physical kid that we called him bam bam cuz he used to hit this plastic bat and ball and you know amaze people in the parks he it was not easy for him he had Dylan as an older brother who was mr perfect Cody was trying to figure out where he fit, and Cody has absolutely grown into and excelled into the most extraordinary human being, not just son, but boy. Cody is the most amazing strength and conditioning coach. He's also this incredible entrepreneur who has his own business with his girlfriend. He's a digital marketing genius. He he has literally gone to schools and learned all this master programs. I'm, in, I'm so proud of him, of who he's become, and now he's like a health and wellness nut, which I cannot believe. So, you know, he really is amazing, and we share our love for fitness and wellness. Hey, Ko. Hey. How you doing?
5: I'm good. How are you?
3: Good. I don't know when I started calling you, Co.
5: Yeah, me
3: neither. So you're. Probably
5: about the same time I start calling you Bobby. Yeah, I know.
3: Do you believe my kids call me Bobby? It drives me crazy. I, I don't even know when that happened, and I'm sorry I didn't put my foot down. But I think Dylan started it. Dylan definitely started it. So you were born with the name Dakota Truman Mackenzie Plofker. What's wrong with that name?
5: I think it was probably. First of all, you know, when I was a kid, all I wanted to be was, like, normal. And that name sounded super...
3: Uppity? I don't know.
5: Uppity, yeah. But I think it was also because Dakota Fanning, I would get made fun of because of that.
3: Oh. I, I, I love your name. Dakota Truman McKenzie. All right, Plofker.
5: Oh, yeah. I didn't know any guys that were in Dakota, so it was the only one girl.
3: Right, yeah.
5: sounded like a, more of a girlier name than I guess I wanted.
3: Oh, there was nothing girly about you from an early age. You had a nickname, Bam, Bam Bam. <laughs>
5: That's why I always thought Cody was a better fit.
3: How do you describe our life growing up in the house?
5: I thought it was pretty normal at the time. Looking back, it's probably not as normal as most people's childhood, but to me, it just it felt normal. You were doing what you were doing during the day. I assume that everyone just went you know, to work and, and did crazy things like that. You're pretty much always around, and... You know, even, I think, when you when you weren't, like, I didn't know at all what you are doing, because when you're a kid, you don't think about that. You're not Bobby Brown. You're just mom. Duh.
3: And when did you kind of realize that your mother had a name that was well-known?
5: Probably when we went, I don't know, I don't know specific times, but, like, it's more like looking back on it, like, when we went to, like, you, I remember you were on the Today Show or something. We went to J.K. Rowling's Hotel Room.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuff yes, like that. yes, yes. I I have been known to, uh, you know, go out on a limb to try to give you guys some really cool experiences. And when J.K. Rowling's uh, was Glamour Woman of the Year, I reached out to her team to say, Bobby would love to do their makeup, and she said that would be great. And then I said, Bobby would love to bring her three boys and two nephews, and we did somehow. Duke. The baby. He is Duke. Everybody says they want to come back as Duke. Duke literally um, is the most interesting child. He has traveled the globe with and by himself. If you looked at his passport, you wouldn't believe that this kid just turned 21. He spent summers in Argentina skiing a couple times. And I'll never forget, as a little kid, we were on a plane coming home from Paris. We were so tired, and Duke was barely walking. He said he wanted orange juice or apple juice, and we're like, Duke, go ask the lady. He gets out of his chair, and he walks down this, you know, big, like, hallway and says to the stewardess, can I have, like, and we looked at each other. He's been independent since the day he was born. Hello? Hey, Duke. Hello. This is uh, this is Bobby from iHeartRadio.
2: <laughs> Hello, doing? mom. How, how you doing?
3: How you doing? Am I going to see you this doing weekend? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. We should talk about that later. Okay. Good. Yeah. We don't have to record that. My name's Duke Plosker. There's a couple names you left out. What is your What is the name on your birth certificate?
2: My official name is Duke. Samuel Washington Plofker.
3: You are wrong. <laughs> that is not your name. It's Duke uh, Washington Samuel Plofker. Because your brothers would not leave my hospital room until I wrote on the birth certificate, Duke Washington Samuel Plofker, so they can call you D.W. from Arthur. They never called you D.W. I bet none of your friends do either. Yep.
2: Growing up as the youngest was always fun. I always had two older brothers that were always ganging up on me.
3: Because <laughs> um, you were, luckily, si- wait, they were six and eight when you were born.
2: Yeah. They're six and eight years older than me. So luckily, I had two older guys um, who helped me mature very fast. Um, and I grew up with this mom who helped me do very creative things in my free time. Um, some of my early memories... Uh, definitely remember playing with cosmetics in my mom's office, um, and I remember playing outside with my brothers. We were in into baseball back then.
3: And you remember playing yeah. with makeup? Yeah. You had a desk.
2: I think it was really cool um, being able to go to school and then in the afternoons, uh, always kind of have some activity that I didn't realize um, what it was, but being a part of a mature audience at a young age was really special, either between going and seeing my mom um at Dress for Success events or um, getting to meet some of the people that I looked up to or that my mom looked up to was always really special. When I was a kid, um, I think it was always really cool watching my mom um, on the Today Show. I didn't always realize it, uh, but I used to kind of have breakfast and do my own thing when I was a kid and I'd be able to watch my mom on TV. And some days when I was really lucky, I got to go with her and visit her. Um, and I think that was like a really special moment for me as a kid. I didn't realize um, how cool that was and how cool my mom was for, for doing that. Um, and then on the other hand, there was always the, the altercations and the, the moments going to sporting events and hanging out with friends where my mom was always there for us. She was always there at a sleepover, cooking dinner for me and my friends and making sure we were having fun.
3: I don't think I was a strict mom. I was strict about certain things. There was absolutely, you needed to wear a seatbelt. Not even a chance. You had to hold my hand in the parking lot. But I think I allowed the kids to really kind of be who they were and times where they were like freaking out and misbehaving. I almost, I think I pushed back a bit and I would try to change the whole atmosphere instead of like getting mad at them and yelling at them. You know, I was not a yeller, but I also, if they didn't want to do something, I sometimes did it. And so, you know what? So I was always the one that brought out the garbage and put the dishes away. I did not raise the boys to do those kind of tasks. Their girlfriends have reminded me over and over.
0: A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the tonne.
3: So, but was I like other moms, or or did Uh, I always seem different? I don't have any
5: other moms, so I didn't really really
3: compare you (laughs) to. Your friends' moms. You're my first. Oh, good. I'm glad. No, but what was I like as a mom? Oh, my
5: God. You want me to be honest? Yes. I'm just kidding. You were...
3: Terrific. Okay, great.
5: You were slightly overprotective. (laughs) Always, always worried about us. Yes. Uh, health freak. Uh huh. You know, I had, didn't have any sugar candy in the house, except if one of our babysitters bought it for us, and we had to hide it.
3: <laughs> okay, keep going.
5: Um, you were the nice one.
3: <laughs> and the nice one of.
5: Of the two parents. See,
3: I don't agree. I think Dad probably was, probably go to you. But I think Dad was the one that always was like, Let's have fun and I was always the one that said, We gotta go to the dentist, you gotta get your nails cut. I think he was like, Let's go get yeah, ice cream.
5: That's fair.
3: So, yeah. I mean I look, I guess I've always been a pushover.
5: Yeah, you anytime you like gave us a you like put us in timeout, we could just like talk our way out of it <laughs> and just like say we were sorry and like you would never hold us to it. So you definitely were not, like, either you guys were very strict and or, like, punishing at all, even if we did something bad.
3: Well, maybe you didn't do a lot of bad things.
5: No, we probably did. We, we fought. There was that one one time, we were a little bit older by then, but your your method for breaking up fights was <laughs> really amazing.
3: <made me> <laughs> well, you and your brother were about to kill each other, and I was really worried because... Dylan has, your older brother, the most intense determination, and you have the most intense strength and power. So the combination together, I was scared. So what? I screamed, nothing happened. So what did I do?
5: You threw water on both of us.
3: And what was wrong with that? What else was I supposed to do? I don't
5: know. I don't know. I just just remember I was no longer mad at him. him. Well,
3: so it worked. So that's a good parenting, so. ex- you know. I don't know why I thought it was milk, but it was water. Okay. Oh, man, I would have been so
4: <laughs> it, it was a household full of boys. You know, we were always in the basement bouncing off the walls, whether it was fighting with each other, whether it was playing sports, whether it was having friends over. Um, and we were always the household that everyone came to and sat in the basement and, you know, put on hockey pads and hit things at each other. Um, yeah. You know, it's nice to have a concrete basement and be able to, um, you know, get bullied a bit. Um, whether we had a wrestling ring or something, um, so you never had a wrestling ring. Not that you knew about.
3: Okay, good. We had a a punching bag. We yeah, still you do. Know, we
4: had a. We had a. That was Dad's idea, a, by the way. Boxing gloves and a wrestling ring, and you know, I might have run a, you know, uh, undercover, you know, betting operation when I was nine years old. And I bet you think, did. You know, could have happened.
3: Well, Cody, when he called in, he told the story of when I threw water on you guys.
4: It wasn't water. It was cranberry
3: juice. Aha. Uh-huh. See, so, I thought it really was. I
4: remember I both of it was us not fighting, wrestling on the floor. Um, and, you know, this was probably in our teenage years. I was probably like 15. He was 13. And you were so going to we kill were, each other. We were big enough to actually do real harm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was probably, you know, the last big fight we had. Um, we were It was a pretty bad fight, um, and your first reaction was to take whatever it was in your hand or what was on the table and throw it at us, um, which I remember was definitely some type of juice um, because I was sticky all over after I remember that cody remembers um, and water there 's nothing that turns to you know teenage boys from going. <laughs> Completely at each other to being completely aligned, like being angry at their mother. Um, so, so instantly, it worked. we stopped fighting and just started freaking out and yelling <laughs> at you. How could you do that? You're an idiot! Why, I mean, it actually worked. Um, and I will say that's probably the last time that Cody and I had a big fight because right around then he started getting bigger and stronger than me.
3: Uh huh. So it worked. Parents
0: out there, grab your water.
6: Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: We always had large vacations, large, you know, family gatherings, whether it was holidays, you know, uh, even something like a Yom Kippur or a Thanksgiving holiday, having 80 or 100 people over at the house. Um, you know, it's really funny having a... Uh, Yom Kippur dinner um, when you have people such as the rabbi and his family there, as well as people that have never met another Jew who has been to our Yom Kippur dinners. I mean, it's always a big juxtaposition. Yeah. Um. You know, we have, as I said, the rabbi uh, and his family, and then you'd have Cory Booker there. Um, you'd have Gail King was there a couple times. Gail King.
3: Yeah, you know. we've had we've had some very don't interesting. Don't yeah.
4: I remember, you know, when I was a kid, when you. We'd be walking on the street somewhere randomly and someone would come up to you and say, excuse me, you know, are you Bobby? And you'd say yes. And after the conversation, you would get so excited and happy about it um, and just, you know, surprised that someone had recognized you. This was, you know, before you had done anything on television um, or the talk shows, Um, you might have had a book or not. But people would still recognize you. And now, you know, today it's a much different experience. And even in the family, like, when you get stopped, well, I'll just keep on walking. We don't Mm. need to deal with it. (laughs) Um, I think you can still, you know, uh, take some happiness from that. uh, I have good messages for you. Growing up, um, I will say exactly 50% of the people I knew um, knew who you were and cared about it. And it was pretty evenly split between boys and girls growing up. Last week, you called, how do I get into Showtime on my <laughs> iPad? And I asked, do you have the Showtime app? And you responded, no. To me, I'm more than happy to help with any technical support questions you have, if at least you try before.
3: Well, I did try, but not successfully.
4: I don't know if you can yeah. count it as trying by not but downloading why, an app.
3: Why do you think we have children? Why, we have children because I don't have a tech guy.
2: I feel like many kids have a lot of complaints about their parents. Um, But in all seriousness, I can't think of too many that uh, are real. You know, I think any mother is going to bug their young kid.
3: Yeah, you think I wasn't around enough when you were growing up?
2: No. um, I, I mean, I also wasn't around much. Two, but we had a few years where we definitely didn't spend a ton of time together.
3: And every time I came near you, it was oil and water, yes. So I'm grateful that you grew up and I grew up. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I feel like our relationship now um, is very mature and we get along great. But there was a few years where I was a teen um, where we definitely had our fair share of altercation.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I
2: feel like we've we've grown much um, since then, and I'm very happy uh, with our relationship now.
3: What do you think has really changed in our relationship since you've grown up?
5: I mean, I think you bug me less because I'm not under 18 now. Now I'm an adult, except when I'm at home and you make me clean my room or go through the basement, you know? I think it's, yes. it's less <laughs> on that level, and it's more of now that I'm an adult and have you know, a job and a career. It's, it's, I can kind of relate to your success a little bit more and, and your, you know, accomplishments. Where I think when I was a kid, I didn't see them because I didn't, you know, it wasn't something I was around to see or even like interested in as
2: much. We're both very forgetful. We both have a lot of ADD. Very species, so but we both have OCD.
3: Also, we both like things exactly. organized and lined up. We do. You are yep. the most like me in that, in the creative elk, and in the, you know, struggling with perfectionism.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get those traits from you. You
3: do. And do you know how much I love you? Yes, I do. You don't have any question.
2: Three favorites
3: You are one of my three favorites. Some days, many days, you are my first favorite. Many, many days, so you are a very special human.
5: Glad we got that recorded.
3: Having it all to me, by the way, means that you are doing what makes you happy, that you are working hard, you're challenging yourself, you're giving back, but you also have balance. And it's not easy. No one said it was easy. It's easy for me to sit here, you know, in my 60s and say, piece of cake. It wasn't a piece of cake. I had to learn coping mechanisms, I had to learn how to be organized. I had to learn how to delegate. I had to learn how to beg help from people, you know, babysitters, friends, and, you know, somehow it worked. It wasn't easy. I couldn't have done it without my husband. If you don't have a partner that supports you and is there when you can't be, then it's really, really difficult. When am I going to see you again?
5: Uh, I don't know. might be a Friday night. I'm not sure. Okay.
3: All right, babe. All right. Thanks for doing this. Love you. Clean your room. Bye. Bye. (laughs) For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.